All you need to know about the Colts in one place. The Colts Daily Update starts now. From the Power Home Solar Radio Studio, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. We're off and running tonight here on the Thursday Colts Daily Update. I'm Matt Taylor, and the Colts were back to work today getting ready for their trip to Buffalo this weekend. The Colts come into the game 5-5. Five and five. The Bills are 6-3, and three, and the Colts are looking to make a statement on the road in a rematch of last year's AFC wildcard game where the Colts came up short 27-24. to 24. Joining me tonight from Colts.com is J.J. Stangovitz. J.J., what's up, my man? How are you? I'm great. I uh, am not hopped up on Sprite, so let's do this. <laughs> Tip of the cap to uh, Hard Knocks from last night, Darius Leonard's precious little daughter. What'd you think of Hard Knocks last night, the inaugural episode featuring the Colts in season? What'd you make of it? I liked it, Matt. You know, I thought they, they did a really good job of kind of juxtaposing the 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 impact that games have on everyone within this organization against you know getting really deep into uh, inside Darius Leonard and Carson Wentz's family lives um, and kind of showing that part of being a football player and Darius Leonard said today he really liked how it turned out because it shows hey you know we're you know when you strip everything else away we're we're just like everyone else we're fathers yeah we're parents we're husbands and we're all just you know, we're, we're people, we're humans. And I thought Hard Knocks did a really good job of displaying that in the context of a regular season, which we've never seen them do before. Yeah. So every Wednesday night, right from here on out until the end of the season, another episode, right, on HBO? Yep, at uh, 10 p.m. each week. So stay tuned. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more coming out from Hard Knocks. Yeah. Um, and, hey, our friend Jeffrey Gorman got a, a little bit of narration <laughs> in this episode on that's, Wednesday. That's scraping the bottom of the barrel, right, to kind of set the scene. I mean, we, I mean, they, they should have just asked for another voiceover from you or I. I mean, they didn't have to go that deep. Well, yeah, like they needed more voiceovers from Matt Taylor for this episode. <laughs> they had to switch it up and go to Gorman. All right. Well, we look forward to it. Like I said, it was a great show every Wednesday from here on out to the end of the season. More hard knocks for the Colts. Um, all right, so the Colts are playing good ball. They've won four of their last five. They've even their record at five and five, J.J., uh, but now they play some really good teams in back-to-back weeks in the Bills and the Buccaneers. With the Colts needing to make a statement, prove they can win these types of games against playoff teams and only seven games left, right, a jumbled AFC, this has a playoff game feel to it, does it not? That's my take it, going into the game. It does, and and you can tell a lot of players still have the 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 taste in their mouths from the playoff game in January, still kind of lingering in a way. You know, I had a chance to talk to Jonathan Taylor today and ask him, like, how has that fueled him, that loss? And he said in the, it was mostly in the offseason, but whenever he would get toward the end of a workout and he was, you know, finishing off your reps and getting that one extra rep, he just had that in mind, that sting of losing that playoff game to get him through and say, hey, if I get this one more rep, that could be the difference between us winning and losing a playoff game. So there, there still is some of that going on with the Colts in a very productive and healthy way. Um, and then beyond that, I mean, everyone knows how good Buffalo is. You and I are going to get into it uh, in this segment. Th- this is going to be the most challenging game the Colts will have had this season, just based on the circumstances, based on the team, based on the location of this game. Mm-hmm. Um you, you know, it's hard to say this. This won't be the most difficult game the Colts will have this year. I mean, the naysayers are going to say, hey, the Colts, you know, you, you can't beat good teams. Your five wins are against teams that have a combined 11 wins. You're 0 for your last eight against teams that made the playoffs last year. 
with some games coming up against good teams, right? Not just these two games, but you're going to play the Cardinals. Uh, you're going to play the Patriots. You're going to play the Raiders. How big would this win be for the Colts, JJ, on the road if they can get it uh, against the Bills psychologically? If they can get this win, what would that do for the team mentally going forward? Oh, it would be huge. You know, players know kind of what's out there. And while I think a lot of players will tell you, you know, wins are wins and there's no such thing as a bad win or, you know, a win over a quote unquote bad team. You know, the the Bills played in the AFC championship last year. They're a team that a lot of people consider to be Super Bowl contenders Mm -hmm. this year coming out of the AFC. And sometimes, you know, you never know when it's going to happen, when that confidence boosting game is going to happen for a team that really goes on a run. But you could circle this game and, you know, we, if the Colts win it and then go on a bit of a run here or continue the run they're already on, I should say, we might look back and say that was, that was the moment where the switch flipped for the Colts this season. We, I don't know that for sure, but we could. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing from beyond a psychological standpoint, I mean, winning this game would give the Colts a six and five record, but it would give them an additional win in the AFC. Yeah. They desperately start- need that. Yeah. Exactly. When you start to get down to the playoff tiebreakers, mm-hmm. the record is going to be one of them that could decide if the Colts go to the playoffs or not. So every time the Colts play an AFC opponent, that's going to be a big game no matter who is on the other side of the field. Good point right there. J.J. Stangovitz from Colts.com. I'm Matt Taylor. You're listening to the Colts Daily Update tonight here on the home of the Colts. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. You talk about the challenge that lies ahead The Bills lead the NFL in yards allowed, um, scoring third down. They really don't have a major weakness on defense. J.J., what's your confidence level that the Colts' offense can move the ball? They can score on Buffalo coming up this weekend. Well, okay, if you're looking for a weakness on this Bills' defense, they are second in the NFL, (laughs) second worst in the NFL. Okay. Defensive pass interference and holding penalties that they've been flagged for. That's behind the San Francisco 49ers, which everyone remembers that game where Carson Wentz was throwing it up to Michael Pittman Jr. And he was drawing about 57 yards of penalties in that game. So, all right, the Bills are not without a weakness on defense. But other than that, this is Lincoln. How was the play? I mean, they are really, really good um, when it comes to taking the ball away, getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks, stopping the run. They, they do just about everything well. And it, it starts with Sean McDermott, their head coach, a guy who comes from the Ron Rivera tree, uh, as well as Andy Reid. Um, really good defensive mind, really well organized on that side of the ball. There's a ton of talent on every single level, whether it's Tredavious White or Jordan Poyer in the back end. Guys like Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau up front, Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. You know, we'll see what their statuses are. This is a stacked defense and one that is playing at an incredibly high level. And you look at one thing I was looking at, Matt, is uh, the the opposing passer rating. The Bills are holding uh, opponent opposing quarterbacks to I think it's like a 72 passer rating, which is about 10 points lower than the next lowest team, which is the Green Bay Packers. Like that difference is just incredible quarterbacks have thrown six touchdowns and nine interceptions against the bills this year it's it really is something else just how well this defense is playing yeah plus their 145 and and point differential on the season which leads the nfl by a wide margin so they've won a lot of games scored a lot of points and blown a lot of teams out 
Uh, meanwhile, last year in the playoff game, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, they both had big games against the Colts. Allen threw for over 300. He had two touchdowns. He had 54 yards rushing, another rushing touchdown. Diggs had a big game, 100 yards receiving. He had a score against the Colts. If the Colts can contain those two guys on offense, is that enough? Can the Colts defense win the football game by holding just those two guys in check? Well, you would think so, given those are the two star players. But let's not forget, you know, Cole Beasley is having a good season. Emmanuel Sanders is having a good season. Dawson Knox, when Josh Allen throws the ball Dawson Knox's way, he is 151.3 passer rating. So they've got some talent. Uh, you know, even a guy like Devin Singletary is averaging five yards per carry. But if you, it, it starts with slowing down Josh Allen and making sure that he can't beat you through the air and with his legs because he's so he's he's such a dangerous dual threat quarterback in that when he gets outside the pocket, he can hit you with pump fakes where you think he's going to go 20, 25 yards downfield. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's running for 20 or 25 yards. That's something Kenny Moore, the second talked about today about being aware of those pump fakes, but they, the, the bills will also design runs for Allen where it, it's almost these quarterback draw concepts or quarterback power that they're running with him that are really difficult to stop with a guy of Allen's size and athleticism. So you know, if you can slow him down, that probably means you're slowing down Stefan Diggs. But even if you only slow down one aspect to Allen's game, whether it's the run or the pass, he can still beat you with the other one. Right. And that's what makes him such a dangerous quarterback. All right. Lastly, closing out here on the Colts daily update. I mean, if you go back the last two games, the Colts led 42 to 10 against the Jets. They won that game 45 to 30. They were up 17 to nothing against the Jaguars. They won 23 to 17. So teams have come back on the Colts, and we we saw that earlier this year in in two losses, right? Up 19 against Baltimore, up 14 against Tennessee. The Colts didn't close those games out. What's missing from laying the hammer on these teams? What do they have to clean up from the Jaguar game and the Jet game in order to win this game on the road on Sunday? I really think it's just one or two little plays here and there. You know, you go back, to um, even the game against the Titans where the Colts got that 14 to nothing lead. They go for it on fourth and three and they don't convert. Mm -hmm. You know, you you go to the, the, I think the Jets game, that was more the product of the Colts playing a lot of off coverage and just saying, don't beat us over the top. I'm not worried about the Jets game, the Jags game, that one play, you know, like Kenny Moore, you can tell he's, he's really frustrated with not getting that interception. Um, You know, the, the one that he dropped along the near sideline, um, if he makes that pick, all of a sudden, you know, maybe Jamal Agnew doesn't go 66 yards for a touchdown and the Jaguars don't have any life and they don't get back into that game. It, 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 it will just take kind of one or two more plays that that's how good I think the Colts are playing though, Matt, is they're not all that far off from finishing these games and, and taking a lead and that's it. Um, and, you know, with seven games left in the season, there still is a lot of time for them to get that closing mentality down pat i think this is a big game for it look if you go into this game and you close out the bills Mm -hmm. you get a lead early and then you close out the bills on the road in buffalo like we were talking about earlier psychologically that could be absolutely massive for where this team is going good stuff jj stangovitz from colts.com you can always check out his work on the website and the colts mobile app he's covering the team he's on the beat 
He's doing feature stuff. He's covering this team like nobody's business every single day, seven days a week, all year long. Colts.com, again, the Colts mobile app. J.J. Stangovitz, love your work, my friend. Have a great rest of the night, and we'll talk to you on Sunday for the game. Right on, Matt. You too. All right, J.J. from Colts.com. I'm Matt Taylor. More on the Colts and the Bills tomorrow night on Colts Happy Hour with JMV. Instant replay is next. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Colts Daily Update, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.